Now back to On the Block with Stricken Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block with Strick and Austin. We're going to have joining us on the block to talk a little bit about NFL football. The playoffs are looming. It is on the way. I think there's some tremendous matchups that we need to keep an eye on to watch. We'll get a little breakdown right now from uh, Andrew Alex, the guy I call Double A, who's joining us on the Honda Lincoln Hotline right now to talk a little bit of NFL Andrew, Double A Alex, what's going on, my guy? What's good, Strick? How you doing, brother? Man, it is a beautiful day in paradise. Back on 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 back state side. I'm glad to be back. I'll be home soon, but it's always a pleasure to have you joining us here. Andrew Alex from Two Four Seven Sports is joining us on Honda Lincoln Hotline once again. Andrew, we're going to talk a little bit of NFL. Of football, I threw something out that uh, I found interesting. And before we start to talk about some of the matchups uh, that are coming up, what say you about the potential of the Phoenix Arizona Cardinals having the uh, having permission to speak to Sean Payton? And how do you think that would be a good fit, or do you even think it'll be a good fit uh, for Sean Payton to to be able to take over this team that's in in such a, a topsy turvy way about itself right now? Yeah, I mean, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, there's definitely, uh, I don't know, there's certainly a one-size-fits-all solution. And Sean Payton's a great football coach and Strick. You probably uh, remember very well that for literally the entirety of their history until Sean Payton took over that franchise, the New Orleans Saints were like the Jaguars of the Mm -hmm. NFL, if you know what I mean. The team that was perpetually a bottom dweller, fans wearing bags over their heads, this, that, and the other. And he, along with, of course, Drew Brees, or give credit where credit is due, turned them into a playoffs every year, juggernaut, uh, you know, brought a Super Bowl championship to New Orleans. He is certainly, you know, without question, the hot name on the market. You know, you think that any coach who's had success who has made it to a Super Bowl uh, would be a hot name on the market. With that being said, Sean Payton has options. Uh, I think, you know, he, anyone would take him, right? So it's really his choice to say when he's going to give up that, that cushy TV job, which, you know, he seems to be enjoying uh, very well, and going back into the gauntlet, and taking over an NFL franchise. The Cardinals are an option, right? You have Kyler Murray, former first overall pick, undersized quarterback, a little more mobility than the other undersized quarterback that Coach Payton had such success with. Uh, Decent draft position and and some weapons on the outside. They're probably going to, you know, unfortunately for one James Conner, need to make an addition in that backfield. I mean, I think it's a decent spot for him if he really wants to do it. It, it, okay. It's that or Denver, right? It, it's that yeah. or Denver. Yeah. I'm Payton. I think yeah. that avoiding playing in the division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, uh, with a quarterback that clearly, maybe not clearly, but probably has not reached his peak yet, whereas Russell Wilson 
clearly is a quarterback on the decline, at least from what we saw this year. Uh, so there's a lot of room to work there. If I'm Sean Payton and I definitely want to make a move back into the NFL this year, uh, yeah, that's certainly where I would go insofar right. as the Cardinals are the team that is most primed, if you will, for a quick turn. Right. And I mean, we saw what they were able to do in the first half of last season. They looked like a good football team. So they need to get back there with a healthy Kyler Murray and decent leadership at the head coaching position. I think they can. Sounds good. Listen, uh, playoffs are uh, right around the corner. Saturday, January 14th is when it all gets started. 3.30 uh, p.m. on Fox. Um, two great stories in the NFL this year uh, coming out of C- uh, Seattle, the Seahawks, as well as the 49ers with uh, just quarterback issues with both of these teams. But one of them has a tremendous story with the 49ers and Geno just has just a reestablishment story that just happened for him through over 4,000 yards this year, 30 touchdowns and who would have thunk it. Right. But, but nonetheless, these teams are going to face off. Uh, what you think about this matchup? Yes. Yeah, this is an interesting one, right? Because it's like two quarterbacks that you did not think would be, uh, you know, even seeing the field this year, let alone quarterbacking their team into the NFL playoffs with Geno Smith. I mean, hats off to the guy, right? That's an example of a guy early on in his career, New York Jets, obviously a tumultuous situation for any quarterback that has gone under center there in the last, I don't know, two decades, uh, you know, struggles, ends up being relegated to a backup position, but he clearly just kept grinding, kept working. And, uh, you know, Pete Carroll had the secret that I don't think anyone else understood. And when he let Russell Wilson walk, he did that knowing that Geno Smith, who he had seen in practice, year over year, was a guy that was capable of quarterbacking that offense to the point where they didn't miss a beat, and they did not, in fact, miss a beat. But the San Francisco 49ers are a tough cookie, man. They're a tough cookie. Uh, You see them as 10-point favorites in this contest. I don't know if they cover the 10 points uh, just because this is a team that with Brock Purdy right now, uh, you know, who has looked good, and Kyle Shanahan – might just be a genius because everyone looks good when you play quarterback for him. But it's not necessarily a high-flying offense, but it's a defense, you know, that by the time this is all said and done, Strick, we could be having conversations where we're putting them in the same sentence as, you know, the 85 Bears, the Steel Curtain, legendary defenses uh, in that regard. So give me the 49ers in this one, but I think that uh, Seattle can keep it interesting. So I'll take the 49ers by seven. All right. Uh, on that note, we also have uh, the matchup at 7:15 between the Chargers and the Jaguars. Justin Herbert, uh, an emerging quarterback, finally got them to break through. The Chargers make it into the wild card, as well as the Jaguars with just uh, Trevor Lawrence just just bringing his team from the depths of the grave, like the Undertaker. What what, what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, this is uh, probably my favorite matchup of the entire weekend and maybe my second favorite matchup. We'll get to my favorite matchup in just a minute, but what a run it has been for this Jaguars team. You know, don't give up on your first round quarterback, especially after one year. And especially when urban Meyer is the guy uh, tasked to teach him how to do things in the first go around. Trevor Lawrence has looked tremendous, man. And, you know, this is a, a team with key players across the board, on the offensive side of the ball, Christian Kirk, 
Travis Etienne. The Jaguars are a year, maybe two years, ahead of where people expected them to be. And quite frankly, over the course of the last two months of the NFL season, there are a few teams that you can make an argument have actually been better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. On the other Mm -hmm. side, uh, consistent inconsistency for the San Diego, excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers all season long. I still believe in Justin Herbert. I still think he is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. Austin, obviously, Austin Eckler, a Swiss Army knife. Uh, but Kiefer, the Chargers here, they're getting back Joey Bosa. And they're also potentially getting back first-round pick from last year, Rashawn Slater, who had an all-pro season as a rookie. That protection will be key for the Chargers. But I'm riding the Trevor Lawrence magic trick. I think uh, – I think the Jaguars are going to come away with a victory here. They did beat the Chargers already this season. It was a blowout. That was all the way back in week three when the Jaguars were actually no good at that point in the season. I don't think it's going to be a 28-point blowout this time around, but I like the Jaguars eke one out in front of the home crowd and give America the underdog story that they need to be rooting for throughout these playoffs. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of time for this one. The other two I I, I really just don't think is – are, are great matchups, but um, I'm going to still speak to them. Obviously, Kirk Cousins is such a roller coaster ride of emotions. In one game, he's like tremendous. The next game, he's he's down in the dumps. Uh, prime time, he doesn't play well. Then uh, against a team that you don't expect him to do well, he freaking goes off. So it's just it's hard to say how this is going to come out. Also, the Dolphins and the Bills, I just think without Tua, without Tua I don't know if that's going to be uh, enough to overcome what Josh Allen is in this NFL uh, potential MVP candidate. Uh, so those two are the ones that I just don't really have too much to, to dig into, but I'll let you quick speak about them. But I want to get you to the one that's interesting to me because they avoid the coin flip. You have the Ravens and the Bengals, but I'll let you address the first two uh, quickly and then get to the Ravens and Bengals. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll start off with the easy one, and that's the Dolphins and the Bills. I mean, look, yeah. it's been a great season for the Dolphins. Uh, a little bit of uh, bumps, in, bumps in the road at the end. I think Mike McDaniel, the head coach over there, uh, you know, still can look at what he did when the team was fully healthy and be proud of what, you know, they they accomplished in this season and what they're building towards in the long run. But with that being said, you know, you're running a seventh-round pick out there, probably, Skylar Thompson. Uh, two seventh-round picks will be starting games this weekend in the playoffs. Purdy and Thompson. But Purdy is much better than Thompson, apparently, because even yeah. with probably more weapons on the outside, Thompson has looked about as good as you'd expect a seventh-round rookie to look. It's just, you know, dinks and dunks, five yards per completion, uh, you know, under 60% completion percentage. You got Josh Allen on the other side, uh, you know, as your counterpart, and he has to go up against the Bills defense. This game, quite frankly, just isn't fair. I expect this to be a snoozer. Uh, double-digit win by the Bills. Anything less would be uh, incredibly surprising, in my opinion. In terms of Kirk Cousins versus the Giants, I don't know, Strick. I mean, like, you you put it well. You just never know what you're going to get out of Kirk Cousins. I think that for the sake of projection and predictions and all that, I mean, these teams played a couple weeks ago. Uh, excuse me, the Vikings had to eke one out on like a historically long field goal in order to claim victory in that one. Minnesota 
a favorite here. I like them to just sneak by again. Uh, defensively, Minnesota's a little healthier than they've been uh, towards the end of the season. Uh, it's definitely like the battle of like nobody believes in us here because you know the Giants are a nine-win team. Uh, and, and the Vikings, of course, a 13-win team. Both teams in the negative point differential. So I would say that there's reason for no one to believe in these teams. Uh, but I'm going to give the Vikings a two-point victory at the end. Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson. I don't know if uh, – I mean, there's got to be some playoff magic from Justin Jefferson. I'm just going to bank on that. But I think that's probably like the most unfair – probably the biggest toss-up game uh, out there. As to moving to the Bengals game here, Strick, uh, this one's interesting. Yes, they did avoid the coin flip, uh, but I like Cincinnati, uh, and I like them handily in this one. No Lamar Jackson since the knee injury, no timetable on return. Uh, you know, he's missed practice all week, and, you know, Tyler Huntley just can't bring to the table what Lamar Jackson has been able to bring to the table for this Baltimore Ravens team. You know, I, I it's a compromised quarterback situation. Like, what's the path to victory here? Uh, just rely heavily on J.K. Dobbins if you're the Ravens. Try to run the ball down their throat and hope you force some turnovers. On the other side, I, I can't see it right now. With the way the Cincinnati Bengals have been operating as an offense. Joe Burrow, back in like week four, the team was two and two. That might have even been two and three in week five. The media starts getting all crazy, and Joe Burrow says, relax. I don't know if there has been a better, more consistent team in the NFL than the Cincinnati Bengals, and I frankly would not be surprised uh, to see them in the Super Bowl for the second year in a row based on the way that Joe Burrow has been playing. So I like this one to be a bit of a snoozer strick. I got the Bengals by about 14 points. So the scariest one is on Monday night, 7.15 p.m., January 16th. The Cowboys have to go down to Tampa Bay to face the doggone Buccaneers led by the GOAT, Tom Brady. Now, Dak Prescott, everybody is talking about sack Dak after the horrible showing he had in Week 18. Um what do you think about this game? And uh, then we gotta we gotta go to a break. <laughs> yeah, four playoff teams with negative point differentials, and the Buccaneers are the last one. I will say, my Washington Commanders gave me a final gift on Sunday, beating the Cowboys handily, an ugly loss for Dallas in a game where like they didn't rest anyone; they were out there trying. Uh, so. Over the last few stretch of games, Dallas's offense has been kind of dysfunctional. I mean, 11 interceptions for Dak Prescott over the course of the last seven. The offensive line is starting to sputter ever since the injuries started piling up. There's an opening for Tampa Bay here, and it would be very, very Tom Brady to be able to ride a little bit of momentum here late in the season that, you know, a season that otherwise kind of Seems like a bit of a failure. Uh, but it's really just going to come down, in my opinion, to the ability to protect the quarterback. If you're Tampa Bay, they've had injuries on the offensive line as well. Micah Parsons is arguably like 
one of the best players in the NFL. But what I saw in Week 17 when Tom Brady was airing it out to Mike Evans, Mike Evans won a lot of people fantasy leagues in that final game, and that looked like a connection that, based on the way that Dallas has played over the course of the month of December, might be too much for Dak Prescott to overcome. If Dak doesn't turn the ball over, sure, the Cowboys win. But if past performance is indicative of future results, Strick, uh, he's got a couple turnovers in him. I like Tom Brady and the Bucks. with, I mean, seating-wise, it's not an upset. Record-wise, it certainly is. But, yeah, Buccaneers win, I will say, 22-14. I like it, man. Great stuff, Andrew. We're looking forward to watching this playoffs. I'm really excited about it personally. Thank you. Andrew Alex of 247 Sports uh, joined us on the Honda Lincoln Hotline once again. Andrew, we appreciate you. We hope to hear from you next week after some of these uh, these these uh, games have been completed and maybe kind of tap in and go over them and see what's next for the divisional. Yeah, for sure, Strick. Next week we'll uh, break down what happened and look ahead to the divisional round where I think things are going to get uh, a lot more interesting in that regard. Now, I don't think there'll be as many, uh, you know, third-string quarterbacks playing when we're previewing the game <laughs> next week. So I'm excited for it. Thanks, as always, for having me on, brother. Go Big Red. All right. Sounds good. Double A, Andrew Alex, 247 Sports, joining us on the block. Thank you once again. We'll be right back. We've got a message, 93.7 The Ticket. We'll be right back.